Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios, with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with these guys right now. Call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to uh, Arms Room. Well, not welcome back. Welcome to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Killtech Studios. Welcome back. Welcome back. As, well, I guess it is technically yeah, welcome, welcome back. Yeah, welcome back this week. This week, yeah. There we go. There we go. There we go. Um, the uh, Welcome back to the program. We, uh, we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I am the, uh, the host of the program for the, uh, for the next two hours. But, uh, but I don't do it by myself, folks. I got, I got, uh, I got two of the, uh, the, the best compatriots a couple, uh, a couple of guys could have. Uh, you know, a couple of, by a couple of guys, it being all of us in the room, like, like I've got you and you got you got him and he's got me. Yeah, and keep playing it up. We just had nothing else better to do this <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> it's it's a it's a rainy Saturday. Excuse me, that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> I had somebody beat me in a draw. Uh oh. Two uh-huh. extended. Were there crayons in this drawing? No. Or you just from from concealment. Oh, that kind to of draw. Gun on target yeah. at full extension by a hundredth of a second. Oh. The fastest I could go from a suit was point nine. The trainer that I was training with can do point eight. So now I have plenty to do in the <laughs> afternoon is to practice my draw. Was and the, by the way, they didn't like the fact that I would draw and fire from retention, which is you know that little well, the, hip, the, the, yeah, little, the, the little the, hip thing I do that nobody, pop, that nobody likes pop. that. Yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. likes that. Yeah, but hey. you know what? I'm really, really good at it. <laughs> Uh, well, let me introduce them to you. Listen, on my right, the right hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome back. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate. Oh, good to be back. How are you doing today, sir? Doing well. Hot enough for you? Oh, <laughs> yes. It, it, like everybody says, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, uh, I sheltered in yesterday at the house. I started watching the temperatures <laughs> rise the last couple of days. Um, and it's been this way. Oh, let me bring Kevin in. We'll, we'll finish the story. On my left, guarding the door, the legal ninja, the courtroom assassin. Please welcome back, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. Gone for a weekend just once, and now he doesn't even remember who I am. Yes. Who are you again? Yeah. The, uh, Let me owe him money, see if he remembers yeah. it. Then, yeah, then I got your first name, your middle name, <laughs> last four of your social. Next yeah, to I, Kim. He can even match your handwriting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've never done that before. The <laughs> Today. Today. <laughs> In this room. In this room, right, right now. From now. <laughs> the, the heat. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it started getting to the point where, uh, you know, listen, uh, leave during the day, you go to work, you, you know, you, you got your air conditioner set on that little digital thermostat. So it mm-hmm. goes up while you're gone. Uh, that way you're not, you know, trying to, right. you know, kill the electricity or we, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've actually, it's gotten hot enough here where they got the, the rolling brownouts rolling around town now right. as well. Not planned by the way. They Ooh. just, you know, 
they're they're getting over they're getting over uh, taxed and uh, they're going down in certain parts of the town. And this is in Central Florida, folks, because it's thousand degrees. Um, and listen, Seattle, I know you're listening. This is kind of like when you want electric heat in uh, January. Okay, it's it's the same same kind of thing that happens when it when it when it goes out. So, I I went out and I was putting. Uh, Okay, put it up to 78 or 80 degrees while you're gone, so you keep the mm -hmm. house cold. You'd love to put it on 90, but if you put it on 90 while you're gone and save all the money, then it will never get back yeah. to where it should uh -huh. be. So you find that median in your house where it's going to be. For me, it happens to be at 78 degrees in the house. And that's hot. That's still kind of hot in, in, yeah, in, in, in right. the house. Uh, and if you wanted to get down to comfortable, cool, like mm -hmm. to sleep. And now the daughter's home, you know, during the day for the school. So... Mm -hmm. You got to keep it down most of the time. And at night, maybe you can let it relax. I, one or two days, I forgot to go set it down. And it, it wouldn't go. Wouldn't go below 78 the whole day. Whole day long. <laughs> Couldn't get it below 78 because you forgot. You run yeah. over to it and you go, oh my goodness, it's 78 degrees. That, and you drop it to 73 and it won't, it won't come down. Trying to air condition your home to get it to drop 30 degrees in temperature is a lot of effort for an air conditioner. Because you're looking at a differential successfully of between 15 and 20 degrees. Right. Cooler than ambient. Yeah. Cooler than the outside air. Right. And when it's 120 degrees outside, you know how comfortable 90 degrees feels? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like, yeah. Wow, this is, well, I'm freezing in here. Yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking about, though, being too hot. I, I've been out mowing grass wearing body armor. I'm brag, You're brag, not. Oh, well, that's the way brag. to do it. Yeah. Y'all aren't yeah. training. Sure, sure. Y'all aren't training. No. Uh -huh. yeah. Well, I've been doing it. You know, doing it. You know like, what I learned last weekend? What? I'm older than dirt. <laughs> I'm, well, I could have told I, you that. I, I, um, You're only I as came, old as your osteoporosis. I came, I came very close to <laughs> taking a butt whooping oh. uh, to some 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 young men that are very good at the hand to hand stuff. Uh huh. Learned that Kevin cheats. Kevin, Kevin cheats. <laughs> you ain't cheating. You ain't trying. That's, so. I couldn't get up. You know, they lay you on the ground. I couldn't get up. You know, they got to get up from a completely prone position while somebody is basically um, pressuring you. I guess uh -huh, they're, okay. they're not whipping your ass, but they're pretending to. Uh -huh. And uh, I couldn't get up. Gun beats karate every time. <laughs> uh, and that's not true. Uh, and so I just grabbed a hold of him, and he tried to roll away, and I went with him. And we ended up rolling out of the, rolling out of the pin against the wall, and he tried to stand up, and I just hung on to him. And, and he's like, what are you doing? I've fallen, and I can't get up. My little bracelet's going off. You know, when the police get here because they're responding to my little thing around my neck about the I've fallen, and I can't get up, you're going to get arrested. When he went to stand up, I just hung on and he, I, he picked me up like I, he picked me up like I was on a winch. I went, that, like, that's a work. Like carrying a koala bear. That's uh -huh. right. <laughs> uh -huh. Why do you keep picking the biggest guy to wrestle with? I just thought it was fair. I did <laughs> not realize until I saw the pictures of the class that guy is 60 pounds heavier than me and a foot taller. It, it just didn't feel like that when we were rolling around the ground. Like, you know, he's bigger than me, but he's not that much bigger than me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That guy's really. Wow, can you hear yeah. me up there? Hey. He's a big guy. Jesus, he is tall. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yeah, I got you, got you. So we, we are going to talk at length about uh, the class you went to up at, uh, with, with our good friends of Brian and Shelly Hill up there yeah. at the Complete Combatant up in yeah. uh, Marietta, Georgia. So yeah, we're well, gonna... Brian stopped me a couple of times. Went, what? Don't hurt him. Well, and that's what I said. I said, which one are you talking to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, of these, one of the classmates, you got, you know, why are you wearing a tie? I wore a suit. Right. I wore a suit to the class. Because okay. that's what you wear that's, during the day. Right. Train and, and, like you fight. And, and he, he, I think Brian was you know, like, you know, that's, you're the only honest one here. You're wearing street yeah. shoes and a suit. <laughs> you're the only honest one. Everybody else is set up, looked like they came for gym class. Yeah. And we're going to run a marathon. Do you always wear, do I feel like you're going to run a marathon? Um, I shredded a shirt. 
pretty good. You know, okay. you know, ten thousand draws. That was flexing. Yeah, that was. Yeah, was just, uh-huh. just blew, blew out the. Beefcake, beefcake. <laughs> How big's a beach ball? But I, I, I took the tie off. What time is it? After you know about three hours, and I'm drenched and wet. Uh-huh. I took the tie off, and and one of the other classmates was giving me a hard time about you know, and and I've studied a little a lot, and and so when he I said take a punch, and I wrapped him up, and Brian went stop. <laughs> What? Don't. <laughs> Don't. No, hurt no, no, no. You're going to end up, you're, somebody's going to end up hurt and it's going to be on my insurance. Just cut that out. <laughs> cut it out right now, there, lawyer boy. Just cut it out right now. Uh, folks, listen, we got a great show planned for you today. Got a bunch really of stuff to talk about. Really, really big shoe. Really big shoe. Uh, some news out of the Ninth Circuit we're going to try and get to. We're definitely going to be talking about. Uh, MGM, the, that's the uh, parent company for Mandalay Bay. You mm-hmm. might remember yep, them that, from, uh, that's from... A, that's an OIT right there. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. definite OIT. We're definitely going to be talking about that one. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, shooting in a parking lot here in Florida. and there's many other things. And uh, little Brian Hill and uh, Major Bill a little bit later in the program. So stick around. We'll be back after the break. I can't wait. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual tube magazines that hold a dozen 12 gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation, performance, Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment, and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTechUSA. 
Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. You have the right to read books others don't like. You have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. You have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. The following segment is brought to you by Next Level Training. Check out Next Level Training and the CERT SIRT training pistol at nextleveltraining.com. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, and welcome to the Next Level Training segment of the show. Be sure to check out our friends at Next Level Training. That's nextleveltraining.com. Get your very own CERT, S-I-R-T, training pistol. Choose from the Model 110, which is the one that looks like the full-size Glock, the Model 107, which is the Smith & Wesson M&P style, the pocket pistol, the CERT AR bolt, the CERT AR training rifle. Don't have time to get your reps in? This is how you get time to get your reps in. That's nextleveltraining.com, and tell them, Arms Room Radio Sentry. Gentlemen, I was going through stories this week and I was looking for a nice, uh, you know, review. We hadn't done one in the last two, three weeks, two, three months, whatever. Well, about a month, about a month and a half. And I said, you know what? We need to anyone to do a gun. Let's do a gun. And I saw, saw a gun that just popped up. And I did a, you know, I did a good, uh, my due diligence. I did, uh, you know, I did gun review search. And then I went to the second page, you know, so I spent a good mm-hmm. eight, 12 seconds looking for a, <laughs> for a firearm to, uh, to review for this week. I'm just kidding. Uh, th- this gun, we'd seen a while ago, and we'd always said we were going to talk about it. And uh, it's been out uh, since December now, I believe is when this one came out. Uh, December of, of uh, last year, so eight, eight months ago, whatever it is. You, you got is an this AR? this a zombie water buffalo? No, 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 no. This is, this is a different gun. Different no, that, gun. that's for zombie water buffalo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah, is yeah, zombie yeah, water buffalo. Yes, yeah. Anti, anti-zombie wa- anti water Anti-zombie water buffalo. This, is, this caliber has always been a fascinating caliber to me. And we're well, just going to get right at it. Cheyenne, this is, don't agree. Yeah, the Cheyenne. <laughs> Cheyenne yeah. don't agree. Yeah. This Sue, is the, don't <laughs> agree. The Sue, don't agree. Yeah. This is the AR, it's an AR rifle, and this is an AR-10 platform. This is an ar 10 plus yeah, yeah, platform. <laughs> and I have, to, I have to confess, I don't have an AR-10. I don't have an AR-10. 
of all the weapons I have, all the firearms I have, Kevin just kicked me under the table when I said weapon. Of all the, of all the firearms <laughs> I have. It's a firearm. <laughs> hey, she just can't break that army training. Yeah. When uh, uh, I, have a, I have plenty of ARs. I've, got, uh, I've even got the 50 Beowulf in AR. I've got a, mm-hmm. a, a couple of really cool calibers uh, in, in the AR-15 platform. I have plenty of 308s. I got 308s. I got my 30-06s. I've got plenty of 308s. I just didn't never saw the need to to go put another AR another AR platform in there that was different than the AR15. I have nothing wrong with the AR10 308. I think it's a wonderful wonderful battle rifle in the proper caliber. However, you can I always am, get an FN and yeah, so why? Exactly right. I've FM, <laughs> I've got Setmes, I've got I've got all of that. Um, I've got HKs, I've got all my 308s. Now I think I'm going to get me an AR10 platform. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This getting, is what sold you on. This it. is what sold me on it. This is uh, Phoenix Weaponry. I'm going to guess they're out there in Pahonix. Pahonix, yeah. Pahonix. Uh, um, weaponry. Chambered in the 150-year-old cartridge, although these bullets are newer. It's just, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, it's a design are, from 100 years ago. The 4570 government. 4570 government. This is a... Matthew Quigley would be proud of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's shooting a 110, yeah. but, you know, uh-huh. yep. still... Exactly, he's the forty-five one ten. Exactly right. Yeah, the, the, on the uh, uh, what was it? He shot just the sharps Shiloh. Yeah, sharp Shiloh. Exactly right. Exactly right. Thirty-four yeah. inch barrel. Thirty-four inch, which is four <laughs> inches longer than the traditional. Well, yeah. he's Magnum PI. Well, of course, yeah. he's, well, yeah. he's the commissioner. This in, one's uh, a bit longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, 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 uh, his vernier sights marked up to twelve hundred yards, but his shoots a mite further. Yeah. Might further yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you interview with three shots at nine hundred <laughs> yards. <laughs> In a circle, yep. I would have covered a coffee can. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting resume. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, you know what we're gonna have to have to tell that story when we, get, when we get to the end of this one. But yeah, this is a forty-five seventy AR ten forty-five seventy. Once you imagine all of the everything that the, an AR can do, and this is you know the AR ten, the AR the AR fifteen, they all operate the same. One's just a what'd you say, Kevin? 20 percent, twenty-five percent bigger on scale. Uh, you know, the receiver-wise. Yeah, the AR-10 versus yeah. the AR-15. Yeah. yeah, from the, yeah. there are some designs from the Magwell back, they're exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're only different from the Magwell right. forward. But yeah, it, it's, grip, I mean, feel-wise, it doesn't feel larger, but right. in order to a- accommodate the larger magazine and the larger right. diameter bullet, then yeah, you have a larger upper. It's a little longer. Right. The, the actual receiver portion. Correct. Mm-hmm. A little bit longer. And then the, the Magwell is larger. This is the 4570, and you know, com- comparison-wise, the 4570 is a. Earl, I think we got a picture we could post up. Is that that's a hair shorter than the 308 round? I think it's yeah. I think it's in between a 556 and a 308. So it's too big a 4570 to stick into an AR-15 Magwell, the shorter Magwell. Well, the di- the other problem is, is the, the, yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, it's a little too long. Yeah, and it's too big around for the uh, bolt face and the and the yeah, punch, the, you, all that. You, yeah, you, yeah. you couldn't get it. The diameter is too large. Right. Like the the Beowulf and the and some of the other um, conversion cartridges, they'll fit, even though they're single stacked, in an AR-15 magazine. Right. This wouldn't fit in an AR-15 magazine on the bet. For for those that uh, you want, let's help you picture this in your mind as you're listening to this, driving down the road, and not not familiar with the 4570. Between it's between the 556 and the 308, but it looks like. Somebody stuck a softball in the end of a cannon cartridge. You, you know, <laughs> this is not a modern day pointed round or any, it, anything it is, along those it lines. Is, it is a 45 long Colt. Yep. But it's just longer. Yes. Right? Yep. And it, it fires a 45 caliber cartridge on top of 90 grains of black powder. 
for uh, for those that have seen the, but they don't use black powder in those anymore. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the, for those that have seen the uh, the Quigley Down Under. Now that I know this is movie is, is a little bit older. Uh, the the one that he used in there, uh, like Kevin said, was a forty five one ten. I believe it was. It was a forty five one ten. And here, let me give you let me give you the the formula for how when you hear forty five seventy thirty aught six for the for those type of rounds was it uh, 30, uh, 30, 40, the crag thirty forty. Yeah, um, that was a thirty caliber bullet on top of forty grains of black powder. The the, the this 4570 is forty five seventy is forty five diameter bullet point four five right over seventy grains of black powder. This is this is how uh, they were determined. The first number forty five is the diameter of bullets. As Kevin said, that's that's the easy part. Uh, decimal inches, 0.458 inches or 11.5 millimeter, which is 0.45. You can use a 455 Welly, Welbly in that load too. True. You had to. The second Same. number 70 <laughs> is the weight of the black powder, which is, again, uh, exactly how Kevin said it. That's how much black powder is putting in. Now, that was the black powder, the old black powder that, mm -hmm. was, that was used originally back in the day. There's probably, uh, I'm not a reloader, guys. And if, and if you're a reloader listening, let us, let us know, help us out. Uh, you know, send us send us there information. There are manuals of the conversions. Yes, there are reloading yes. manuals at the wazoo that Correct. will tell you exactly how much seventy it, of the old powder is to equal of the new powder. They, they, yeah. It will tell you exactly what you need to put in there, and if you need to use any filler. Okay. Because what you don't want is to leave a bunch of void airspace inside a cartridge because you don't get a burn, you get a detonation, right. which is bad. Right. The bad. And here's the fun one. The last one, if you ever heard it say. The full round, because this was a 4570-405 is technically what it is. Right. 4570-405. That last number, 45, that's the weight of the bullet. 405. 405. It's a 405-grain yeah. bullet. As a, as a comparison, <sighs> your typical 9 mil is either 115 or 124. Yeah. Okay. So you're looking at uh, three to four times the punch at minimum. 45 yeah. ACP is a standard 230-grain bullet. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. almost double. Almost double. So... and. That's very popular in killing large animals like uh, bison. Zombie buffalo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, is, there is a meme out there, and it's one of my favorites. It was a screensaver for, for many, many years. It's the Lever Action 4570, and I believe Marlin actually makes the new, a new model yes, of them. Yes, they do. And it says 4570 for when zombie buffalo come back from the grave. Yep. Because <laughs> there's going to be a lot of them, folks. <laughs> if the zombie <laughs> buffalo come back, there's going to be a lot yeah, of them. Yeah, that is, is going to be yeah. such a mess. Uh huh. You know, the only thing that scares me more than the zombie buffalo, you know, scare, the zombie chicken scare. We yeah. Get, yeah, we get zombie chickens. Uh huh. We're done. We're done. We're not moving in this room because there's so many chickens. It's going to be 80, yeah. 90 feet deep everywhere you go uh -huh. of zombie chickens. <laughs> yes, but see, if they've been consumed, their bodies don't reanimate. Is that how that works? Yeah, because otherwise your muscles would start twitching because that's all you eat is chicken. What okay, about the zombie good, buffalo? I mean, they use their skins and stuff. They were using their skins and eating their meat, so we wouldn't have to worry about them. If they're not assembled anymore, no. If they don't reassemble, they're not. Uh, they're not. Oh, dead okay. Cool. We're yeah. we're safe. Then. Yeah. Okay. Then we're good. Yeah. The then buried ones. Yeah. If they buried the buffalo, then it'd be a problem. So get you a forty-five seventy. This is AR platform. You load magazines in it. You could go out and have all sorts of fun. Twenty-round mags they make for this. Unbelievable, unbelievable piece of equipment. Um, I want to see the suppressor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we got friends that made suppressors. They didn't work. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they tried to come up with subsonic rounds for it because they couldn't get the suppressor to work. They're like, well, then you're kind of defeating the purpose of having a 4570. Yeah. You know, if so. you want to suppress a 4570, you know what you need? A 55 gallon drum yeah. <laughs> and a mattress from a cot. Yep. I'll show you how. Uh, this is Phoenix Arms, folks. So check them out. Uh, they, they came out with this rifle. 
I believe the price tag is uh, is over four grand for uh, yeah, when I looked at it. it it's it's spendy, but yeah. there's a lot of customization in here. Yeah, there's a lot of you know. I'm, it's not it's quite got one-off product. It's yeah. got features. Yeah. Give it a couple of weeks, or give it a couple of months, year, and you'll be able to get one off the shelf for you know the twenty-two hundred. Yeah. <laughs> hey, when we get back, Mr. Brian Hill from the Complete Combatant will be joining us. Stick around. I started smoking when I was 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. <laughs> right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, and there were more than a few, I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone, that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from smokers we've helped to finally quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the quitter in you at quitterinyou.org. There are a lot of things teenagers hope for. Homecoming. Getting a cell phone. My first boyfriend. But the things they shouldn't have to hope for? Finding a home. Getting a family. Having someone to care about me. Over half of the 500,000 kids out there in need of foster care are 12 and up. They need a caring home just as much, maybe even more, as the littlest ones. If your heart is big enough for a bigger kid, take this chance and give them a chance. Kids Peace, your local children's charity, can match an older child with your family and provide training for their special needs, financial support, even a 24-hour support team that's just a phone call away. Their needs may be bigger, but so are the rewards. To find out more, contact Kids Peace at 1-866-4-KIDS-PEACE or visit fostercare.com. With a little more effort, you can make a huge difference in the life of a bigger kid. The need is growing, so call or click today. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your every day. So protect your every day. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to SSS.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. Want to reduce your risk of heart disease, diabetes, and stroke? Simple. Eat right. This is registered dietitian nutritionist Melissa Dobbins. A healthy diet can mean a healthier you. So eat a variety of proteins each week. Seafood, lean meat, poultry, beans, and nuts. 
Fill half your plate with fruits and vegetables at every meal. Choose foods that are lower in calories, fat, and sodium. Limit your alcohol and maintain a healthy weight. Let a registered dietitian nutritionist help you achieve your goals. Find one near you at eatright.org. Did you know that 63% of homes contain allergens from cockroaches? And that mice spread potent asthma triggers found in 82% of homes? It's true. Common household pests are major offenders on the list of indoor allergens. Learn what you can do to help your family breathe easier. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Kevin. This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at guntechusa.com. That's G U N T E C USA. Dot com. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Hey, we've got a caller on the line. We've got a, we got a caller on the line. We got a caller. We do have a caller on the line. Good. I guess I probably should have checked that before the break. You know, being professional. I was but, watching. Uh, you yeah, were watching. I was watching. I was watching <laughs> our producer, and he. I saw him answer the phone, and I knew what he was doing because he he bowed. Oh, yeah. Because he, he knows when he sees a sensei. He he just sits says on the, got, just bowed. got it. Got it. Uh, well, let's 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 bring our uh, the sensei and the caller yes. in uh, to the program. Uh, please welcome back to the show, Mr. Brian Hill from uh, the Complete Combatant. Brian, welcome back to the program. Oh, God. I'm never going to live the sensei thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. I didn't call you master. Yes. Thank goodness. <laughs> Brian, uh, it's our understanding that you were able to accomplish something that uh, many, many, many have tried in court, and that's to, to beat Kevin. Um, <laughs> you were able to do this past week up there in Marietta, Georgia. Yeah, well, it was all made up, and everything was in my favor. So I had to <laughs> <laughs> stack the deck. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what made me really feel good about myself when I got there is he's younger than me, but he's already running an RMR on his pistol. So I was like, okay, I don't feel so bad about this now. <laughs> nice, nice. Little, little, little. Uh, I can't see my front sights anymore. Anyway, <laughs> little reading glasses assisted <laughs> sight. There why you do go, you shoot? You. Why do you, you snap shoot like that? Because I can't see the I other can't gun see anymore. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go downrange and see what I hit. Oh boy, uh, Kevin. Uh, Kevin was just up there for for the three days. Um, what uh, What were the three courses you guys just had running up there, uh, Brian? Uh, we did the whole complete combatant with him. Uh, so we we did from. Saturday night through Sunday afternoon, and we did our best to uh, murder each other and beat each <laughs> other and learn how to do it the right way and not get in trouble with the law. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the that's the tough part at the end there, especially when you got yeah. the lawyer in the room with you. Tell tell me uh, about the tell me about the classes, and uh, we got to, we got as much time as we need, so don't worry about trying to rush through it. Tell tell me about what what the person gets when they want to come to complete combatant. Yeah, one of the things I found that was very difficult for the armed citizen is you're expected to not maybe be an expert, at least be knowledgeable in multiple areas, and that's medical, legal, shooting, uh, being able to recognize signs of danger, have verbal agility, right. and very seldom do these courses get taught in one package. So uh, while knowledge is power, it's applied knowledge that's really power, 
And uh, what we want to do is give them a chance to understand what attacks look like and how they set up. So we use uh, videos from active self-protection, and we use scenarios. And they work on their, uh, their verbal skills and their agility, working with different people. They learn some basic non-lethal techniques and how to use pepper spray and how to keep their hands up while they're talking. Uh, we work on different positions of how to draw your gun, uh, whether it's off your back or from standing or whether you have to turning draw, the things that we see constantly in self-defense. And uh, once we get done with all the fighting, we work on the after-action events, uh, you know, fast protocols, the ability to call 911 and make a good good call out of it, uh, the ability to interact with a police officer, and then, of course, how to uh, articulate what happened to you to your legal counsel, and hopefully <laughs> you don't go to the jail for the rest of your life from right. your actions. So. Right, right. And we have a little written test, too, so we make sure that everybody gets to sample each thing. It's not exclusive. Uh, you know, it's not a, a, an expert's course on everything, but you have to put it all together, and we, we crank your heart rate way through the roof, so you get a chance to feel what it's like to be stressed. Now, listen, it, it, this is this is incredible. This is uh, soup to nuts, basically. This is, when you say the complete combatant, this is this is complete. Uh, you know, we, we've all been through the courses where, here we go, this is the shooting. It's a very good courses, you know, I'm sure we've all been through, where mm -hmm. this is it. You, you, I go on a line, I shoot, I learn how to do my drills, I learn how to I learn my weapons retention, and I learn how to shoot, and that's it. And if I've identified that as my weakness and that's all I need, great. But I'm the only guy that only needed that one thing, because you need all of this. You don't have this mm -hmm. gun. I didn't learn to shoot good just so I could just shoot good and never have to use these other skills. Well, one of the things that I really loved about the class is be before we took the complete combatant, we went through John's active self-protection presentation. And what you learn in there is that, and, and Brian teaches this too, is that 20% of what you learn will handle 80% of what you're going to have to deal with. Yes. Yeah, you're talking about John Correa. He's yeah. the, uh, he did uh, mm -hmm. lessons learned from watching 12,000 gunfights. It's actually more like 15,000 gunfights. Okay, right. gun <laughs> and what you also learn is that some of the perceptions in the gun community are, you know, I got I to have two extra mags. Um, you know, I, I'm going to have time for this fight. Gunfight lasts about three seconds. <laughs> mm -hmm. And and the first guy, yeah, yeah. first guy to hit the other guy, gets a gets gets the fibs award. Right. right. Uh, F. I've been shot. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, and that usually results in um, somebody running away. Right. Invariably, what these videos showed is that the the self-defender chases them. Don't, uh, yeah, that's one of the things that don't chase the bad guy. Right. Don't you, you're not the police. Don't chase the bad guy. And it helped learn to train in the context of what you're really going to have to do. What you, what are you really going to have to deal with? Now there, there's, you know, there's a difference between, you know, defending yourself in a parking lot and oh great, we have, we have an active killer in the building. That, right. That's going to be yes. a different kind of thing. And now they have a new philosophy that we learned in this class is that uh, the police's position is find the killer and kill him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what, that's the standard operating procedure. Now, if you're, there's a active killer in the building is find the killer and kill him. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's good reasoning because guess what he's going to do if you don't kill him? Keep killing. <laughs> you're going to keep the killing going on or he's going to do like that kid, uh, Nicholas Cruz. I'm not afraid and, to say his and, name. And move, try to try to be a serial mass shooter. He was try, he was trying to go to uh, he, he was looking for the high score. He was on the way to another school when they caught him. Yes. Caught him caught him trying to sneak out the back door. But uh, but all right, okay. Let's get let's get back to this, um, the the complete combatant. Now, Brian, how, how long is the class? 
So this class is uh, 12 hours. Okay. Uh, we have yeah. four on Saturday, and then we have a, a nine-hour day with a little it, lunch. And it's okay. every second of four, 12 hours. But like, <laughs> yeah. it's a, you know, it's a, we were going to try to call in. He went, no, we don't have time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're going to be in the middle of the drills right then. You know, you're in the middle of the drills. Right, right. But, yeah, we understood. Yeah, we were, we were hoping last week. And then uh, I, I, got, uh, I got a message from Kevin, and it basically said, <sighs> <laughs> I was breathing so, a lot harder than that. Yeah, uh-huh. um, I, I mean, I found out some things about myself that I didn't realize. Like, I don't get up off the ground very well. And so I, I, well, ended, up, age, you I, know. I ended up grabbing a hold of a couple of the trainers and just letting them pull me up when they tried to flee. Yeah. Um, and uh, I can run away flat on my back faster than anybody else in that class. <laughs> I, I, I could just, you know, they, they went, wow, look at the lawyer move. And he's like, gone. Yeah. Yeah. I think I got the Did most authentic. somebody say ambulance? I, so, I think I got the most authentic uh, uh, apparel award, though. You did. Yeah, now, you, did. Let's talk about that for a moment. Um, Kevin, yeah. you wore your suit. I did. Um, I, listen, uh, we, we've gone shooting multiple times, you know, Earl, Kevin, and I, and uh, many of other mm-hmm. people in our circle. And I, I go... Wearing what I wear. Now, I always throw on my, uh, uh, the tack vest, the heavy vest, the plates, because my belief is if I'm going to be outside somewhere shooting this many times, I'm going to be wearing this because that's what I'm ready for. You know, you know obviously walking through a parking lot, getting in this parking lot type shooting, uh, you know, you, you have one, two, three rounds, whatever it happens to be. But if I ever get to the point where I'm doing a day's worth of shooting and I'm shooting six, 700 rounds... That's because there's paratroopers with AK-47s falling around me. Okay, you know, Wolverine. <laughs> I'm going through that kind of kind of scenario. Yeah, um, I'm not going to be using a handgun in that fight. Know, exactly right. <laughs> but Kevin, you wore your suit, I, well, uh, and, you, I, I, and you do we, that when we go to the range and when we, we go, go shooting. To, to seal matches or three gun matches, I wear a suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Brian, how many others do you get to that dress? Uh, you know, like so they could train like they fight. Well, Kevin is the most unique and well-dressed person I've met so far. <laughs> okay. In many ways. <laughs> it was a mohair suit, I think it was, yeah. <laughs> you know, as a firearms instructor, what do we see at the range all the time? I see people show up. I see them unpack this gun that holds 20 rounds. I see them strap on a big holster. I see them work all day. And uh, they're in comfortable gear. But yeah. when they go to leave, you know, they put a five-shot revolver or, or uh, you know, a 365 yeah. in the front of their pants and off they go. So this class is really to emphasize what it feels like to carry as you dress every day. Right. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of people in the in the business world that simply can't carry a Glock 19. Right. Um, they're going to have to carry something different if they're going to defend themselves. And I thought it was brilliant of Kevin to actually dress as he lives every day. Um, I don't tell him I said that. No. We, no, no. <laughs> we keep his mic off most of the time anyway. So yeah, don't they don't like me talking <laughs> anyway. <laughs> In fact, most of Kevin now is just uh, just Earl's just pushing buttons on the control board. That's that's what you get from that's that's all Kevin's responses anyway. Uh, Brian, we're we're going to go to the break. I want to come back. Want to ask you some scenario related questions, some stuff that's been in the news recently, and and get some pro tips from you. Uh, Before we do that, how do people find out more about Complete Combatant? Where do they go? Let's give them something to do on a break. It's easy. The CompleteCombatant.com. There you go, folks. Go to the complete Facebook, Instagram, and everything, too. There it is. All links from right there. Go to complete thecompletecombatant.com and uh, stick around. We'll be back with Brian Hill after the break.
The Caltech PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. See more at caltechweapons.com. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter. At work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Hey, welcome back to the program. You listen to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Hey, this is the Hometown Heroes Alliance segment of the program dedicated to helping injured, hurt, and wounded heroes and the families of fallen heroes through adventures, compassion, and care. Check them out and get involved to make a donation today at hometownheroesalliance.org. That's hometownheroesalliance.org. Hey, on the line with us, we have Mr. Brian Hill from The Complete Combatant. Brian, uh, welcome back to the program. 
Good to be here. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for sticking around through the break. Through the break, um, Kevin and I had a, had a question came up with uh, on the break. We want to make sure we cover who's the class for who can come and attend the complete combatant. Uh, it's primarily for just armed citizens. So at any level or stage of training, uh, an armed citizen can start. Uh, William April actually said that you know force on force training should happen earlier in a student's training progress because every day you step outside the door is force on force. Yeah. So getting a chance to develop it and wondering how your gear fits and how you dress and how you behave and how you move with it, we give everybody a good, safe chance to do that. And then we scale the class according to their skill level. So, you know, John Korea in class got a whole lot more at the end of the class than uh, right. some of the beginning students did in their scenarios. So they have a chance to do it. Oh, yeah. they got John got ornery with me. He was my, uh, oh, I've got a gunshot wound. Kevin saved me. And I had to chase him down and drag him. He wouldn't stop late running around. He, like, and he paid for that a little bit, too, because I had to hold him down with my elbow in his abdomen. And I was like, no, no, John, stay down while I put this tourniquet on your leg. Now, they, they, one of the points that they make during this class is you will use your first aid kit 10 times for every time you ever have to pull your gun out. At sure. a minimum. Yeah. So oh, yeah. you need to be able to, okay, boom. Okay, there's an emergency. Right in the middle of the class. You have to stop what you're doing and save the person that has got the red sticker on them that says your name, depending on what, you know, now if they, you know, torso wound, compression, you know, they got a wound in the leg, get a tourniquet on it and then get on the phone, get on the phone. They took our phones away from us and gave us wooden phones. (laughs) They gave us wooden phones. Right, right. So that, you know what? And that's one of the exercises is they teach you. Don't look down at your phone because you turn off your receptors of right, danger. Right. Keep your phone up. Look at it at a distance. And then it was drop the phone, draw your weapon. Drop uh-huh. the phone. And then we only did that, I don't know, 100 times? <laughs> Probably 100 times. Is that all? You know, well, that's why my legs hurt. It wasn't the dropping the phone. It was picking the damn thing picking up again. Up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was, yeah. I told somebody, I was gonna get, I'm going to get one of those little badge leashes. <laughs> and when you drop yeah. it, it just and you can, I can just pull it back up right, again. Right, right. Yeah. Well, it looks like the strength and condition coach, so I'm hiding exercise inside of everything. Yeah, well, you you was definitely hiding it because when I got Monday, I was Tuesday. No, no, I took the whole bottle of Vicodin. I I couldn't move my legs. I just, I went to a stretch coach and they went, oh my God, you're spaghetti. Dried spaghetti. Now, uh, let me highlight what we we just uh, mentioned when we started this, before we got to Kevin's spaghetti legs. We have this course, when you come into it, you can come into it with, you know, I just got my gun or I'm interested in getting a gun, or you can come into it with, I've been in the industry or, or I've, been a, I've been a gun carrier for 20 years. You'll make, you'll make the training fit the skill level of the person come in and take them to the next level. Yeah, it's all scalable. You know, it's all scalable. And we have repeat people that are alumni that come four, five, six. Some of the guys have been eight or nine times. Because they want to audit themselves and see how they're progressing with their skills. You test yourself against the folks in that class, and there's mm-hmm. always going to be somebody in that class that's better than you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, I, I got Dylan showed he's better than me. Right. I, I'm fast. Right. But I practice being fast. He was faster by a hundredth of a second. So now I'm spending a lot of time in my dry fire dojo <laughs> uh, with my cert pistol. And, but when I go take the class again next time, uh, not so much. He will win. <laughs> <laughs> the evil plan's complete. <laughs> dry fire. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, 
Brian, let me ask you a couple of questions, uh, if I can. We've about some stuff we've we've seen in the news. I want to get uh, want to get your your opinion, your advice on on, on what to, what the listener should be doing, or what the, the you know the weapon weapon holder. I'm going to say weapon all day long. Kevin's going to kick firearm me. Carrier. What the firearm carrier uh, you know could, could could do. We we if that's all right with you. Yeah, it'd be great. We 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 had a couple of stories, and and this was this was unique. This is something that I know happens. I I can't think of anybody that's done any. You know, significant training on it, other than maybe perhaps some what if game or some mental training. There was a couple of stories over the past two, three weeks where firearms were in the car. They were in the vehicle. Uh, I think one was in the center console and one was in the glove box. And the people had, you know, l- legitimate reasons for carrying them there. I think from the, to the two stories I recalled, they didn't have a concealed weapons permit yet or a firearms permit yet. So they were trying to stay within the boundaries of the law. Um, obviously we tell everybody, listen, that's a horrible place to carry it. Keep it on yourself, get yourself the firearms card. But I, listen, I don't know if this person got threatened yesterday, bought the gun today and is going to the class tomorrow. But for this, this, these, these scenarios, it was somebody's tried to, one tried to assault them through a window. The other one actually got in the car and took the car away. Yeah, and this was, woman was, jumped in the car or something she like that. She jumped in the back seat and got the gun out of the glove compartment and shot him in the face. Right, right. Now, uh, because her kids were still in the car. Yes. They yeah. were strapped in their back seat. Right. Now, I don't want to restrict you to, you know, it, it has to be carried there in the car. Uh, you know, obviously, the best thing to do is to carry on your, on yourself. What, what would, for people in a scenario where, there, where there's firearms in the car, whether their law doesn't prevent them, they don't, it's a state without a permit, what, what kind of advice could you give people that have to carry a, a firearm in the vehicle? Uh, you know, the first thing I'd say is secure it in some manner so you know it'll be in the same place, especially if you have a wreck. Right. Um, as we saw in the FBI shoot out, you know, guns on seats are a really bad idea because they disappear. Yeah. Um, having something that protects the trigger uh, from other objects entering it, you know, um, a scabbard holster or something would be a great idea. Um, you know, and when you leave the gun, it's really probably the biggest problem with that because it's no longer under your control. Uh, so having some way to lock it up once you're outside of the car, for sure. Um, and, you know, I can think of a lot of instances where all of us have to disarm. If we're going into a courtroom, right. you can't bring your gun in. So we've got to have some idea of where to put these things, and they, they need to be secure, even if the car was tumbled about or somebody got a hold of you. Um, and, and the further away it is from you, you know, the harder it is to get to. Uh, the woman's very fortunate she was able to make that scramble and get back to the glove compartment. Um, and if she... I would practice in my driveway with a safe gun of how I'm going to get to it quickly, you know, as somebody approaches from the right side of the car or the front of the car, the left side of the car. If somebody got into the car really quickly, what kind of fighting skills can I bring to get to that gun or to keep that gun is really, really important. Um, you know, and that's kind of different level training. I know Craig Douglas does a lot of that inside fighting inside cars, um, but securing it in some manner so you know where it's going to be is really uh, the essential part of it. Yeah, and, and and that's that's kind of where we were going. That's that's some some excellent points. It's dropping the, in the glove compartment doesn't work. It, no. You've got to mount it in the glove compartment, right, just yeah. like you would mount it on your body. Right. I know where my Glock's going to be because that's where my Glock is. Right. Yeah, you don't want it moving around in the car. You, you, you drop a gun in a bag, it's a bad plan. You got to secure it in that bag. You got to put mm-hmm. it where you can reach in and you know it's going to be where it's supposed to be, so you can get a proper grip. Uh, and and get control of it before you have to deploy it. Right. And so I it's think kind of like a, a table start in competition, you know. Yeah. You've got to get used to just picking up that gun from a, a unique position, and it may have to be with either hand too. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly right. You know, listen, uh, you, you you get assaulted from one side of the car. Once, you know, a vehicle, you get a, you know, it's a car wreck that happens, whatever the reason is. And and you get injured or hurt, you might be going with a different hand. The gun might be somewhere else. You, you might be picking up with the offhand. Yeah, it's good. good point. I, I love the advice, Brian, about uh, practice. You can, we can all play the mental game. We can play the what-if game as long as we want to. But until you feel it in your hands and, and you've got the uh, – you, you can put your eyes on the sights and, and see it and picture it, what's going on, that's it. Safe practice, like you said, too. Get yourself a, get yourself a dummy gun. Get, you know, borrow the kid's squirt gun, whatever it happens to be, and go through that scenario in, in your driveway that, or in your, or in we, your, in your garage. And, you couldn't leave the building without being checked by two people when you came back in right. to make sure that nothing had gone weird with your pistol. And all our pistols were deactivated. They all had, you know, blocks in the barrels. Right. Because we were all using, except for one, I think we were all using our actual firearms. Okay. So, you know, we had trigger break. Yeah. You know, experience. Right. So I must have fired that Glock, you know, probably. How many times did you say we draw and fire in that class? Right. Oh, it's somewhere, depending on the scenarios and all that, three, 400 rounds, you know, of pulling the gun out, drawing it over and over again. And and I've and got to practice that more because somebody beat me. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That, that'll we, we can't we can't have that. Yeah. Can't that'll have also that. make you stop carrying a uh, an ankle holster too. By the way, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, so, so there are certain circumstances. Yeah, Brian, thank you yep. for joining us. It's the completecombatant.com. The completecombatant.com. You join us again soon. Yeah, I'd be glad to. You guys have a great day, and thanks for having me. No thanks, problem, Brian. Ryan. Thank you. Hey, listen to Arms Room Radio. Until we talk to you next hour, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. I am. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. Maybe you'll get past the word bullpup. Maybe you'll be impressed with 11 innovations, like our patented downward shell ejection. But in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance, it'll make you a believer. The Caltech RDB, the bullpup done right. Innovation, performance, Caltech. See more at caltechweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios, with Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear and more. You'll get it all right here, and you can connect with these guys right now. Call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Arms Room Radio is on the air live, coast to coast. Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank Come, you very much. Coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Hey, we promised to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name's Mike, and let's 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 get this done. Let's go around the room real quick. We got we got stories to get to get to. On my right, the right hand man, the great 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 grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome back. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate. Approve memos. Lead a workshop. 
Oh, good to be back. Thank you, sir. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. On, on the left, the legal ninja, the courtroom assassin. Please welcome back Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. Kevin, you weren't, uh, obviously, you weren't here last week. You were uh, up there. Uh, Training. You're creating bruises and uh, and. Uh, Are and training, sir? I, bruises you know and muscle memory. And I, I, you know, I've taken classes. I've taken a lot of classes. And uh, that was the only class where I didn't fire any rounds that I really thought I learned something. I mean, I, it. Forget that it, whole law it, school thing. Just, no, that was, that was, I was a great law student. I mean, that was, being a student in law school was easy compared yeah. to being a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Because all you had to do was worry about the intellectual part, not the, yeah, yeah. oh my God, I got to make the house payment part. Yeah, you know, right, I, right. That's the part you got to worry yeah, about when yeah. you don't, it. Yeah, I know. Being I know. a lawyer and running a business. Right. And those two things are not necessarily, uh, complimentary right understood understood but i learned a lot in that class that uh i will i will undoubtedly take more of his courses the triad training and i will become a, a an alumnist alumnist yeah uh, yes with the, with the vist yeah. well that's just me i don't care about the rest of them oh, so gotcha. i will be an alumnist <laughs> alumnist got an it. alumnist got it. they will we are all alumni but yeah, yeah. i will be an alumnist got it you know see my I am a cunning linguist, and so I know how to use my words. Yes, you are. Yes, you can. You uh, <laughs> use them. Use them well, sir. With, uh, with that sharp tongue of yours, you and, very and, cunning and linguist. Un unlike Brian, I can say surreptitious. He can't say a surreptitious draw. He just calls it sneaky. Sneaky draw. Sneaky draw. Right, the sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> sneaky draw. I think you underestimate the sneaky. You underestimate the sneaky, sneaky. Hey, I want to jump into a, a story. I know we normally would. Uh, Continue on with the, the banter. With the banter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, you're going to do wow. story jumping. You're going to jump a story into the gang look, here, are look you? Look at him. Back on target. Yeah. Back on target. You know what? I think they changed his meds. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is a, this is a good story. Uh, I want to get to this I'm story. Ready. Start doing it then. Did you did you know that uh, assault revolvers with high capacity magazines are trending now? Oh my God. Nice. I was so bad. <laughs> I heard there's a 24 ounce magazine fed 12 gauge that's only four inches long. That's the the ghost. Gun. I'm not shooting. It. I'm. That's I the am. Shoulder thing that goes I am. No. I am. I want three uh -uh. of those. Uh uh. It only weighs 24 ounces. It's four inches long, and it has a magazine-fed 12 gauge. <laughs> yeah, I want that gun. Revolver is a gun, folks, with a revolving cylinder. That's hence the name. It's a revolver. Generally holds six rounds. You can get five rounds, seven rounds. You can That's get the, the, They're up you, to eight. You, you get, Mitch Lack's got an eight round. Okay, you can get uh, if you got them in a 22. You can get nine or ten rounds. Yeah, you can see those as well. So. He, even most gun ignorant people know that uh, these are not high capacity high firearms. capacity assault firearms. assault pistols. Keyword here being being uh, being most. Los Angeles news reporter actually said that there's such a thing as an assault rifle, assault pistol, assault assault revolver. Yeah, I'm sorry, assault, assault revolver. revolver that accepts high capacity magazines. It was found at the scene. Yeah, yeah, of a shooting. Fortunately, no picture. No, yeah. no. The, the, high what, the high capacity magazine fed revolver that was described as being used in the shooting was not found. As Earl and I say all the time, picks or it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> picks or it didn't happen. Uh, so this actually happened about four years ago. Mm -hmm. and, and this was this would have been under the uh, well, you listen, the last administration, maybe they had some assault revolver language in there. Uh, in their, in their bands uh, to get rid of the high-capacity ghost gun yeah, shoulder thing that goes up Yeah, because they had a dial that went to 11. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
but this story is actually from uh, about about four years ago. This is a uh, two, it's two, yeah, not about it's from uh, 2014. It was when a pair of uh, San Bernardino police officers out in California were involved in a shootout. The story from KCAL uh, in, in out there in uh, Los Angeles. A 31-year-old veteran officer and a new officer trainee were in an area known for criminal activity at around 2 a.m. to check on some individuals, said Lieutenant Richard Lawhead of the San Bernardino Police Department. Did, really, this guy's name is Lieutenant Lawhead. Did you? That's what cop or lawyer, right? That's where he's... He's going to end up being in that career. Poor guy. Whether he likes it or not. Yeah, exactly right. Anyway, the officers confront a group of five people who had just left the nightclub in front of a home of a dead end, in front of a home on a dead end street, and almost immediately shots were fired. Uh, the chief said, "A male suspect's gunfire wounded the senior officer, a six-year veteran of the San Bernardino Police Department, twice in the upper body. He was transported to Arrowhead Regional Medical Center for surgery." Uh, he remained in critical condition. That was at the time of the, this story. Now, here, here comes. I'm ready. A, an assault revolver with high-capacity magazines and a revolver were recovered at the scene. Well, they, I mean, I mean, you had, it's assault revolvers. Huh? Assault revolvers, Earl. That's uh, uh. You, 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 you spin the wheel so fast that the bullets just shoot out. And uh, you, this you know, makes it, my head hurt. This holds 20, 30 Wait, rounds in the high-capacity uh, revolver is magazines. Is it a Gatlin revolver? Yeah, that's, hmm. that's still only six to nine rounds, depending on which 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 style you're looking at. No, wait, wait a minute. You, wait you a could minute. have a what? magazine on the top, yeah, gravity fed, uh -huh. with multiple barrels, but instead of cranking it, you just pull the trigger. You know, that's, hmm. I bet you. You that's, know what? I could do this. Yeah. I could. I it, I have a Kevin, pencil. It's been done. I yeah, that Gatling guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the difference between an assault revolver and the regular revolver covered at the scene? Hmm. I think the assault revolver is one that takes those high capacity magazines. Yeah, yeah, it would have been nice to have a picture of this. Definitely nice to have a picture mm -hmm. of this. Uh, interesting enough, this isn't the first time a liberal gun dummy has claimed that revolvers accept high-capacity magazines. Back in 2015, uh, there was a guy who was arguing that guns should be banned because our founding father fathers could have never conceived of modern weaponry. Yeah. And certainly the founders could not have imagined assault rifles, clip-loaded revolvers, uh -huh. and concealable pistols. Yeah. You know, the old clip-loaded revolvers, you know. <laughs> Well, you, you do have moon clips that you could pop yeah, in some revolvers, yeah. but not high-capacity clip revol loaded revolvers. So, Well, there were multiple barreled firearms during sure the were. revolution. Yeah. It mm -hmm. happened all the time. Yeah. Da Vinci designed what was probably the first <laughs> machine gun. Yeah. And it's not as though that system wasn't used to some effect by our founding fathers and their uh, their... Designees. Well, the, the, let me see if I can remember off the top of my head. The, the puckle gun. Mm -hmm. Was it the puckle gun? Yep. Was the uh, was the first? Uh, it was the first version of the Gatling gun, and that was seventeen uh, twenties, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Uh, I don't the design the year, came out. But it, yeah. was, it was it was pre civil. It was pre Revolutionary yeah. War. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The the first Gat Gatling. So gun. no, yeah, they would never yeah. have imagined that because they didn't have to imagine it existed already. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> they didn't imagine it. They looked at it. That's right. <laughs> Uh, There's stick a picture right here. <laughs> stick around. we got more program coming up for you after the break. The kel Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity 
not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation, performance, Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. It's the off. Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. You have the right to read books others don't like. You have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. You have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. Thank <laughs> you.
You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. Hey, we've got an interesting story here. Saw this one, uh, wasn't sure what to make of it, uh, you know, read it over a couple times, got with Kevin on this. I think we finally got a, got a handle on it. This is the, this is the story of, about MGM Resorts. And now, if you recall, remember, up, uh, back in, uh, was, it, uh, was it October, uh, there in uh, Las Vegas, we had the shooting, uh, uh, you know, we're, at we're the concert at the concert. Yeah. At the, uh, the country country concert there out there in Las Vegas, um, from Mandalay Bay, the Mandalay Bay and, um, and Mandalay Bay is an MGM, MGM resorts, MGM resorts, uh, hotel. And you're all waiting for this to roll through. I don't think we know the full story yet. You know, I'm not sure we may ever know the full story for this. Uh, you know, why, why you know, the bad guy, Mr. Mr. Paddock, uh, you know, did what he did. Uh, we, we know, I mean, some of the facts we know the shooting, a shooting did occur. Shooting did occur from from Mandalay Bay, and uh, it, it was it was 59 people that were killed, and there's there was up to thousand thousand victims. I mean, you know, there's, the, there's a lot of a lot of people got hit. Right, and that's, they this got is hurt. Physical physical you know uh, victims. Yes. Um, I think he was on the 32nd floor, firing from two fixed positions through windows that he'd broken. Right. Um, and there have been lawsuits filed against Mandalay Bay and against MGM for not having effectively placed enough security in place to stop him from being able to do that. So they would have found what he was going to do and stopped him from doing right, it. Right, right. Um, there is a statute out there that was put in place after 9-11 that affords certain companies or, or entities some protection if they are... If someone uses or commits an act of terrorism via their protocol, you know, they use their building, they do something along those lines. Let me say again what this is. This is MGM Resorts is suing the thousand, well, thousand victims of Las Vegas. Lawsuit's been filed. Suing's the, maybe a little strong a word. Legal action is being taken. They've taken legal action. They filed a lawsuit, but they're not seeking money damages from the individuals that they've named, right. what they're trying to establish is that if, in fact, uh, the anti-terrorism uh, supporting effective technologies or safety act, which has a definition for an act of terrorism, is applicable to this circumstance. Now, law enforcement said it wasn't an act of terrorism, but that act defines terrorism. Right. And if the definition of what he did meets the definition of the act, uh, then it's an unlawful act that causes mass destruction to citizens or institutions in the United States. If the judge rules that that, in fact, is what this did, then that act would apply, and it gives MGM immunity from liability because it met two of the conditions. The security company that was hired for the concert had a certification from the Department of Homeland Security, and the shooting qualified 
in the company's view is an act of terrorism. If the judge rules that way, then the judge issues what's called a declaratory judgment. And the declaratory judgment basically immunizes MGM from any further liability lawsuit. Now, that's a great plan for MGM. Right. Because anytime there's a lawsuit, you get sent to mediation. Okay. Uh, so this may be an opportunity for them to get the people who haven't filed a suit. And, and they need this to apply to everybody. They, they named yeah. all the victims. Yeah. Uh, get in here and let's decide how we resolve this while this issue of whether or not we get immunity is there or not. It might reduce their monetary exposure. If they are granted immunity, then those individuals will not be able to bring a suit. But if they're not granted immunity, then all of those individuals can bring suit. So it, it is a gamble for MGM to take this, but I think it is appropriate legal action because the lawyer's doing their job, which is how do I insulate my client from any further risk financially? Right. Um, and, you know, you've got to, whether you like the fact that you have to do something isn't necessarily the issue when you're practicing law. Yeah. Sometimes you yeah. have to do the thing that is in your client's best interest, even though you may wish there was a way you could not have to do this because this is not going to be any fun for the lawyers that are doing it. Um, no, because there's, I mean, listen, there's, there's victims here. There's, there's hurt people. There's victims here, but you, but you get, he's your client and, uh, you've, you've got to, like you said, mediation, you got to find a middle ground. You got to do something, you know, there, there's, you got a thousand people out there and a thousand people want, you know, they want a billion dollars. Right. You want a billion dollars right. each. Right. You know, that you, you need to compensate me because of your behaviors allowed this man to do this thing. Okay. Not everyone is responsible for the behaviors of everyone. We're not there yet. Right. All right. Uh, that would be a great society to live in that we all feel the pain anytime anybody does something wrong. Right. That, that it's just immediate that we know what's wrong. You know, if one person's in agony, all of us feel it. We, we but were, we're not there yet. We were, we uh, use an example when we were talking earlier today with the, say, automobiles and, and accidents. Can you, yeah, there's you, declaratory judgments in, in automobile cases all the time. Uh, I'm driving Earl's truck. They know about me, and they know I'm a friend of Earl's, and they know my driving record is terrible. So they exclude me from Earl's policy. This happens a lot when adult children live with the family. Yeah. They will exclude the adult child from the policy. Or you get a child who's just learned to drive, and you leave them off your car. So they're <laughs> never allowed to drive your car. And right, if they right. drive your car and they damage it, then the insurance company comes in and goes, we're going to seek a declaratory judgment from the court that I am not responsible as your insurance company for Kevin wrecking the truck because he's excluded. Yeah. Now, my insurance company will probably run in to handle that, but let's say I didn't have any. That declaratory judgment, if the judge issues it and says, yep, the insurance company's not responsible for what Kevin did in Earl's car, that Im immunizes Earl. He can't be sued. He's, out, he's off the hook. His insurance company's off, also off the hook. And, and that's the strategy here is that if we get an declaratory judgment that says that MGM is immune from liability lawsuits under this statute, it affects all of the victims. They can't sue MGM for this. Okay. But there's a, there's a downside. If the declaratory judgment is ruled on and says, we don't agree, 
that you meet the conditions necessary to invoke this act. This act is not applicable to you, and that means that MGM is basically, through their own legal action, cleared the decks for all of the victims to bring lawsuit. Okay. And this is all as a result, <coughs> they're, they're going under the, it's the Safety Act. Right. The, the Support Anti-Terrorism by Fostering Effective Technology is a nice little acronym. But like you said, they met certain requirements underneath the Safety Act. Right. And it, and it appears, if you, if you believe the companies, the MGM's definition of terrorism, um, and they're using what he did and applying it to the definition in the act, I think that that's probably an accurate description of what he did. He caused mass destruction to the U.S. citizens. Right. That definition is what, and that's what all the research is going to be. There's going to be thousands of dollars spent on legal research, looking up every way you can apply. Okay, I'm going to need to define the word mass. Okay, and they're going to spend that. Mm -hmm. or I'm going yeah. to, what What is destruction? What it, you know, it's not. Is that it's completely gone, or it's got a scratch? You know, and literally, it's going to be that kind of argument. Is this is mass because it was 59 people? Or is it mass because it was only four? Remember the FBI definition of a mass shooting right. is four mm -hmm. people. Right. Right. Well, do I get to use the FBI's definition of a mass? Or do we use some other definition for mass? And, and to clarify, this is... It defines active terrorism the same way if you looked it up in a Webster's Dictionary or Blacklist Law's Dictionary. Right. There's nothing in there about Islamic this, Muslim no, that. No, it, it doesn't have any... It, the, the driving reason mm -hmm. doesn't define the behavior. Who the actor is. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, why they did it isn't part of the equation, just that they did. Okay. I mean, sound legal strategy. I understand. And listen, you want to you see all these people are taken care of and compensated, but um, you know, by the time you give a billion to the first two people, yeah. you, there's nothing left for the remainder. Uh, so yeah. this, and that's, this kind of protects the victims as well, I think. You know, and, so there's something left in the pot for them. And, and that may be what the judge ends up doing is they, they cap it. Yeah. Hey, listen, Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We get back, we've got, uh, we've got some major bills, so stick around. Forty kilometers northwest of Kandahar, Afghanistan, at a remote desert military base, American soldiers are playing video games. There are cold drinks, coffee, snacks, and comfy chairs. There's an internet connection, a putting green, frisbees, and footballs. There are DVDs, books, games, and guitars. There are toothbrushes, shaving cream, body wipes, and shampoo. This is today's USO. It's the USO to go program with all of the above and more, selected and ordered directly by the troops themselves, packaged and shipped anywhere in the world. Today, it's just one of the ways the USO supports our troops, lifts their spirits, and serves as the link between them and the American people, people just like you. To donate and to find out more about the USO, visit us at uso.org. The USO, until everyone comes home. First time that we saw combat as a unit, it was 
more surreal than anything. You're under fire, you're getting blown up. There's definitely adrenaline. There was the explosion. And I remember just opening my eyes and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery and I was on a lot of pain medicine. What's gonna happen next and how long am I gonna be here? The Wounded Warrior Project dropped off a backpack for me and it had everything in there that I could possibly have needed at that time. Peer visitors, people who have been where I had been before, said, look brother, everything's gonna be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. That type of thing is an invaluable service. To be honest, I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit woundedwarriorproject.org. It's pouring rain. It's real dark outside. Your heart starts beating really, really fast. You've never done anything so hard in your life. This is boot camp. This is the real thing now. It's such extreme pain, you don't understand how you can finish. I began to feel that there was no way I was ever going to have my title, U.S. Marine. It takes special inner strength, courage, and desire to do this. I was just thinking, I'm so close. I'm so close. And when I, I finished, I was like, I'm done. I did it. The moment I will never forget is when this drill instructor that I admire so much comes up to me straight in front of me, put her arm on my shoulder and said, good morning, Marine. PFC Summer Volkman became a Marine. Can you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few, the proud, the Marines. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please feel free to remind them to go to SSS.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. The Fallen Heroes segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Navy SEAL Lieutenant Michael P. Murphy died June 28, 2005, serving during Operation Enduring Freedom. Murphy, 29, of Patchogue, New York, was assigned to SEAL Delivery Vehicle Team 1, Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, 
He was killed in action while conducting counterterrorism operations in the Kunar province of Afghanistan. Coalition forces located his remains while conducting a combat search and rescue operation July 4th in nearby Konar. Lieutenant Murphy was awarded the Medal of Honor for his bravery during the battle. The Navy has also christened a warship in his name. Also killed that day were Petty Officer Matthew Axelson, Petty Officer Danny Dietz, Army Staff Sergeant Seamus O'Gore, Chief Warrant Officer Goodnature, Sergeant Kip Jacoby, Sergeant First Class Marcus Morales, Master Sergeant James Ponder, Major Stephen Reich, Sergeant First Class Michael Russell, Chief Warrant Officer Chris Schirkenbach, Chief Petty Officer Jacques Fontaine, Senior Chief Petty Officer Daniel Healy, Tenant Commander Eric S. Christensen, Petty Officer Jeffrey A. Lucas, Lieutenant Mike McGreevy, Petty Officer James E. Suh, Petty Officer Jeffrey S. Taylor, and Petty Officer Eric Shane Patton. Gentlemen, you are not forgotten. If you have any legal issues, uh, family law, personal injury, a business dispute, uh, we can get you sorted out at maxlorlando.com. Feel free to give us a call at 407-480-2179 or at any time at maxlorlando.com. Hey, on the line with us, we have uh, our, our good friend uh, of the program, uh, the Chief Law Enforcement yeah. Officer of Program. Please welcome back to the show, Major Bill. Ground control to Major Bill. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing today? Doing all right, sir. Doing, doing all right. Uh, I know we uh, we didn't have you with us last week. You got uh, got caught at work. Everything go all right for you? Uh, yeah, we had a uh, we had a uh, officer involved uh, shooting. The the officer is fine, uh, but you know it's like when when Kevin gets that phone call, he has to go. You know, we I get that phone call, and you know it doesn't matter if it's day off or not. You uh, you got to go. So I apologize for missing last week. Uh, but we were just a tad busy. No, no, not at all. D- you know, duty calls, duty calls. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, uh, you heard the fallen hero there. We did, uh, we did Mike Murphy, Lieutenant Murphy, uh, Congressional Medal of Honor recipient. Uh, I-, I did that because of this story that we have here out of uh, Ronkonkoma, New York. Yes, yes. Uh, they're, speaking of uh, Lieutenant Murphy, they had a... Uh, a memorial a granite plaque. It was a rather large plaque up there uh, where he uh, where he used to live and his, his family is up there in, I believe, Suffolk County. Yeah, up in Suffolk and, County. Uh, and he's from Patchogue, which is on the water. Ronkonkoma is the town. For those that know Long Island, it's, it's right there next to Patchogue. In fact, it's where uh, uh, Islip Airport is. MacArthur Airport is right there in Ronkonkoma. Yeah, so uh, evidently... Uh, Someone went out there one night and uh, took a, a uh, object and smashed this this granite disc, this plaque on the ground uh, that was dedicated to Lieutenant Murphy. Not only to Lieutenant Murphy, but the Serenity Park there, as they call it, also has the other 18 members of both the SEAL team that you uh, mentioned and the 160th Thor right. uh, that was flying the helicopter when, when it was shot down. Uh and, and they just they, they shattered this, and, and Marcus Luttrell, uh posted that on his Instagram. Uh, it was all over Facebook and, and the Twitters. 
it, it, you know, it was just a, it, an absolutely disgusting thing of what would make somebody want to lash out like this. And, and I think we, we all have a lot of theories, uh, but, you know, it, it went out there and the, the police were out there and, and up there, this is a uh, second class misdemeanor. Right. What level that is, I don't specifically know, but uh, if it was here in the state of Florida and knowing what the cost of that, that disc was, it, it would be a felony. Right. Uh, so, you know, the police department did their due diligence, they investigated it, and they made an arrest of the uh, 14-year-old juvenile uh, whose name was not released. Uh, they went to his house 3 o'clock Friday morning. Uh, so the, when the arrest was made at that time, when I look at that as an administrator, uh, that tells me, all right, a lot of people in very high places lit a lot of fires. Yes. Uh, yeah. Things were put on the back burner. And you know what? Rightfully so. Right. Rightfully so. Uh, and they made the arrest on this, which, which I'm, I'm glad to see. But it was funny, in, in reading some of the stories about it, uh, what really got me, and, and you don't think about this, at least you don't unless you have a family member that was, was killed in the line of duty and something like this happens. Uh, Murphy's mother said this was like being, him being killed all over again. Yeah. Uh, and just the, the psychological trauma that uh, you are put through and what this juvenile did and probably not even understanding the ramifications uh, of what he did or the seriousness. You know, uh, George Orwell said, you know, some pigs are more equal than other pigs. Uh, and in this type of situation, it was a horrific event, number one. But number two, when you had somebody who laid down their life along with the other 18 members, and, you know, they, they made that ultimate sacrifice uh, so that we can live and breathe free. Uh, it's just a horrendous event. And it motivates, you know, law enforcement when they, we go out there and do these investigations because, you know, quite frankly, a lot of, a lot of police officers, a lot of investigators, deputy sheriffs, state police troopers, federal agents are veterans or currently serving the reserve and guard. So it's, it's like poking a boar with a stick. Uh, you're not going to like the reaction that you get. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, um, and what, what a great job. And like you said, uh, you know, this, this hit the social media, the bosses probably ratcheted up and, uh, you got an arrest at three in the morning. Yeah, that's uh, uh somebody right. says, uh, "Have we?" You know, that's every ten minutes. Uh, have we made an arrest yet? 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 And uh, yeah. you, you know, and, you, you go make well, your arrest. You know, and, and the governor was quoted too. So I mean, it, yeah, you know that he was appalled and disgusted. And I'm glad that he came out and said something. There's not a lot uh, that I agree uh, with uh, the governor up there. Right. But he did get behind it. It was a nonpartisan thing. This is just. You know, support of the military, whatever side you're on, you know, those guys and gals and, and Mike, you did it. I did it. Uh, you know, when you get those orders, it doesn't matter if a Dem Democrat or Republican give them those orders. You right. carry out that the best of your ability. Right. There was a lot of people involved in this. That's for sure. I mean, even Marcos Luttrell was in there. He offered to put up twenty five hundred dollars towards the reward. And, um, mm -hmm. and and evidently now the plans are this and they're going to. They're going to make this thing so big, uh, it's going to be about as thick as the walls of the Pentagon. You know, this is, this is not yeah. going to be a little, little thing anymore. <laughs> uh, and, and that's another nice thing is that the original artist that's, that did this stepped in and said that he's going to, he will remake uh, the new one, and yeah. he will make it thicker. That will be almost unbreakable. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. I have a tank or something over it. Yeah, yeah. So who knows what they'll do with this kid? Hopefully, maybe they'll send him to uh, to, to SEAL training or something, that, or SEAL style training. That's yeah. exactly what I had heard, is that was <laughs> yeah. somebody's suggestion yeah. of, Let's let's give him a little taste of buds, yeah. so we, so everybody mm. you know he understands what 
the person that this memorial was for, right. what he went through to even, he had to go through this to even have the opportunity yeah. to lay down his life for the country. Put right. him in his skivvies and a t-shirt and let him stand at that plaque and guard the hole. Yeah. Yeah. Tell yeah. the new ones too. there. Yeah. You're it's on 24 hell. hour rotational duty. You get five minutes to eat and defecate and then you're back standing there. Don't sit down. Wow, five minutes. You're generous. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's getting, one, he's getting soft one, as old age. Once every 24 hours. I think that's fair. <laughs> Yeah. You know, that, we, you know, we can put him up in a helicopter and shoot at him. You know, maybe that'll, that'll yeah. Well, yeah. I got a stick we can wake him up with, too. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no, no. The Navy, you know, the Navy you know, like Mike said, they, they, uh, they named a, uh, one of their combat vessels after him, and two of the, the uh, outrigger boats that they have are named after two of his friends that were also SEALs that were killed, Axel and, and, and Dietz. Yep. And I think if we put him on one of those and, you know, uh, Mike, if you remember from water survival training when they, they dropped us and they dragged us behind the... Uh, yeah, that's a lot, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we can do that. You know, maybe yeah. we'll get the idea. That'll work. That'll work. Nothing yeah. like salt water going up your nose at 45 miles an hour. <laughs> and just remember, boy, this ain't punishment. This is training. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly yeah. right. No, no, no. You're going to ask me to do it again. <laughs> Bill, thanks for joining us today. And uh, please, sir, be safe down there. Absolutely, all my brothers in blue. Remember, wear your vest, wear your seatbelt, check your sticks. Always go home at the end of your shift. You're listening to Armstrong Radio. Come to you live from the Caltech Studios. The guys will see you right after the break. This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual tube magazines that hold a dozen 12 gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation, performance, Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey, Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT SIRT training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. 
Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Thinking about buying an AR rifle? Maybe for hunting or home protection. There are a lot of them on the market. So why choose an arms room AR rifle? Well, one, they're made by veterans and first responders, people who know what it's like to depend on a rifle. Two, the arms room AR is made with the highest quality materials and standards. Your arms room AR may not ever be used to defend life and property, but if it comes to that, know it'll work right the first time, every time. Shop armsroom.com for their complete selection of AR rifles, pistols, parts, and accessories. That's armsroom.com, where veterans and first responders always receive 10% off. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Caltech Studios. Got a question for the guys? You can call, tweet, email, or message them by going to armsroomradio.com. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech Studios. Hey, welcome back to the program. You're listening to Arms Room Radio. It's been, uh, been two hours. Well, yeah, hour 45 minutes right in the last segment. You know, it uh, happens all the time. Comes right up on us there. Yeah. We, uh, we have been rolling through today. We have been, we have been rolling pretty good. Rolling pretty good. Uh, hey, I've got, a, I've got a story today I want to I I give you about uh, a, a shooting. This is actually in Florida, this shooting. There's about this... to be another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Stay folks. Stay away from a... my phone, Michael. Kevin left the room. <laughs> Kevin left the room to go to the bathroom during the break. We're just, Stay away we're from just from saying we phone. took some photos. We just took some photos while he was gone. It's all about perspective, Kevin. Just remember that. It's all yeah. about perspective. There's going to be some perspective. <laughs> this, uh, this gunman in, in, in Florida was, uh, I don't know if you've seen this story. This, this is a stand-your-ground case. This mm-hmm. has already become a, a stand-your-ground case. Well, according to the, the sheriff there, I guess it, it's technically the, be the state attorney that would, and the judge would have to make the decision well, on whether no, this the, would be a stand-your-ground. The sheriff could arrest him but he's char- he decided not to charge him. He's going to refer it to the state attorney's office, and the state attorney's office will conduct a more thorough investigation and decide if a direct file okay. Okay. is appropriate. Here's, here's, what, here's what happened. This was over in Pinellas County, Florida. That's the St. Petersburg area. The, well, it is St. Petersburg, but it's uh, the rest of the county surrounding St. Petersburg. Sheriff Bob Gulteri, and we've, we've talked about him bef- before on here. He's a uh, He's a pretty anti-gun guy. He's a, he believes that uh, he believes in uh, in firearms. He just believes the government should have them. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll uh, which but is kind gov- of ironic. The government does have them. Yeah. Which is kind of ironic because he says, "I don't make the law; I only enforce the law." Uh, unless yeah. when it's unless it's firearms, and then he wants to reinterpret it and uh, and talk about uh, you know uh, that, that only only the sheriff's office or the government gets to have firearms. Here's what happens now. The, the name here, and I'm not making this name up, the, the, the gentleman, the gentleman, the bad guy, the guy that died, is named McGlockton. It's not a, not a typo, McGlockton. He's got Glock right in the middle of his name, McGlockton. Okay. So uh, there's a, uh, let me try and give you the scenario the, the, the best I can. Uh, the, 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 the deceased, deceased girlfriend and five-year-old son pull into a gas station, a convenience store, Circle K, I think it was, over there in, uh, in Pinellas County. Okay. And... They park in the handicap zone. Okay. They don't have a handicap sticker. Okay. The, the 
deceased and the and the boy, the five year old, get out. They leave the twenty four year old girlfriend in the car. Uh, I I can't tell. I'm not positive because when you when there's a video here, when you see the video, you don't know at what point this started. Uh, you know the, the videotape that they showed when she's seen getting out of the car towards the end of the video, she's coming out of the driver's side. I don't, again, I don't know if she crossed over. I don't know if she was moving the car. I have no idea. I know, saw her get out of the driver's side. Okay. Um, McLaughlin, the deceased, and his son, they go into the store. Uh, at, at some point, there's a 47-year-old man, the, uh, the, the shooter. His name is, oh, Michael Dredjka. Mr. Dredjka, as he's getting, he's, he comes, he pulls up to the store also. He's walking up to the store, says, hmm, car in a handicap zone. Uh, he walks around the car. There's no handicap sticker. So he starts to talk to the woman in the car, the, the girlfriend, the 24-year-old. Hey, listen, uh, I don't like people parking in handicap zones either. Don't know that I'd get into an argument in a parking lot with them about it. Uh, you know, might, might, might make a comment, make a, make a mention. Uh, you know, I, I'm from that you know, military mindset. There's, there's, uh, there's people out there that lost their legs. There's people that, that actually have mm -hmm. handicaps. This is, a, this is a spot reserved for people that need it. This is not a spot of convenience. Right. I've always felt that way about it. And even as law enforcement, no problem uh, uh, writing a ticket for somebody that, wasn't, uh, that was using that space improperly. Mm -hmm. And in Florida, it's a misdemeanor. It's a, it's a $500, depending on where you are, $250 or $500 fine. It's a misdemeanor in the state of Florida. Not that that excuses what happens next in the story, but just so people around the country understand. Uh, what 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 uh, what what they were looking at here? So, Mr. Dredgka walks around and gets in a conversation. Well, evidently this gets heated and there's yelling. Now again, from okay. what I see, she's in the car. He's standing outside the car, probably six to ten feet away. You know, well into the middle of the next parking space. Okay, he's standing there. Facing the, the, the window in the car. He's within earshot, but outside of arm's reach. Absolutely. Absolutely. Somebody says, hey, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a big, there's an argument going on in the parking lot. It's a verbal argument going on in the parking lot. Uh, you know, can, can you guys do something about it? Which the clerk took to mean call the police. Well, Mr. McLaughlin, the, uh, the deceased, looks up and sees, and this is his girlfriend involved in this. So... He comes outside, and again, I'm watching a video. There's no audio on this. I'm just watching a video. Mr. Dredjka is facing the automobile, facing the window, maybe even a little bit further back than the, you know, the front of the building, maybe even a step or two back, uh, you know, so behind the driver's door, maybe around where the passenger door would be, mm -hmm. talking to her. But that could all just be shadows and perception. Is, is she, and she's still in the car? Still in the vehicle, from everything I can see. She... McLaughlin comes out, the guy that gets shot. He, he comes out. He comes out hot. Okay, I can't, again, I can't hear anything. He's coming out hot. He's, uh, he walks up on this guy, and, and Earl, if his arms had been to his chest, it, it would have been a tackle. But instead, his arms were forward. He pushed this guy to the ground so hard that I, I thought head was going to bounce off the pavement kind of stuff. Okay. Looking at the angle, this guy may have seen him coming, but never realized that he was a threat. Didn't know that this was, you know, this was going to happen. You're like, oh, here comes somebody else. Maybe he's going to get involved in the conversation. Maybe yeah. that peripherally. And he's got a five-year-old with him. And he's got and you know, most people don't start a fight when they've yeah. got a five-year-old with them. He comes up, throws this guy on the ground. Or not throws him on the ground. I mean, it's literally a, it's a stiff-arm tackle is what it is. It's a double stiff-arm tackle. Throws him to the ground. 
I don't know if he grabs him with his hands and it would be throwing him down, but at a minimum, it was a double stiff arm tackle. It's like like we used to practice the the bump. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. we were in football. Mm-hmm. And, and about the time that guy McLaughlin shows up, you see her get out of the car. So now you have her getting out of the car. You have McLaughlin standing there. This guy's just got thrown to the ground. He's shook for a moment. Listen, he's sitting on his butt. And Kevin actually made mention of this earlier. He rotates back. And this is within two to three seconds. He rotates back, draws a concealed firearm, which he has a permit for. The guy's still standing there. I can't tell, and I've watched it two or three times. It's kind of a grainy video. I don't know if the guy's continuing to, to move forward him or stopped. When, when he goes down. And you don't, don't know what the girlfriend's saying Don't know to any him, of that. Don't know any saying, of that. Kick his ass. I know, I, know the, I know the guy pulls his pants up a little bit. The guy, the, the, the aggressor. Pulls okay. his, hike, like hikes his pants up uh, like a little bit. You listen to me, I listen. You know, I hike my pants up. It's because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm down to a make, knee. I'm, I'm going I'm, down. I'm about to make a step. Right, right. Um, so you see him standing there. He hikes his pants up. I'm not sure if he's taking that step forward. I do know as the... The victim, Dredjka, sits, he's, he's on the ground, kind of rotates on his butt, pulls and, like Kevin said, he kind of rotates the firearm. And at that moment, you could see that, I don't know if the, at the, the bad guy starts to step backwards, but he stopped moving forwards for a moment. And then you don't, again, there's no video, there's no splash of blood. This is an old grainy video. You see McLaughlin grab his chest. And then you see him walk into the store. Well, it ends up being a fatal wound. They have to transport him to the hospital. He ends up dying there. This is, the sheriff's office has looked at it and said, we believe it's a stand your ground case. He was thrown to the ground violently. He was, uh, uh, you know, he, felt, he was in fear for his life. And look, you know what? This guy did, and we only got about a minute left. This guy sat there. Evalu- you could see in the video, he evaluated the situation. I think he even tried to ma- render help to the guy. <laughs> he secured his firearm in the vehicle, in the holster, waited for police to get there. They secured him, took the firearm, uh, they, they interviewed him and then he was done. They let him go. So that was a stand your ground case. Hmm. Okay. Like Kevin said, though, it's gone to the state attorney. Mm-hmm. They'll have to do the final review. Now, in Florida now, the new law says the state attorney is required to show burden of proof in stand your ground cases. Yeah, they, they, it shifts it back to, to where they are now responsible for proving that you don't have that immunity. Let me, uh, let, me, let me point one other thing out here that I, I brought up and I want to explain it to you in detail up front. The bad guy was parked in the handicap zone. He was breaking a law. He didn't have the right to be there. Didn't have the right to be there. If you had reversed this and the people in the car got up and pushed the other guy down or he got pushed down by the other guy and shoot, this is not a stand your ground case. You're sitting, even though it's a misdemeanor, you're standing there breaking the law. But, but the, the shooter had right. the right to be there. Correct. Correct. So if he had the right to be there, he's standing his ground. Correct. Mm-hmm. If the person had the right to be in the handicapped parking spot, yeah. you, you maybe have a different set of circumstances. Correct. Exactly right. Yeah. But a handicapped person doesn't usually walk up and try to throw a butt whooping down on somebody Exactly else. right. Folks, thanks for joining us today on the program. Uh, to uh, Our thanks to Brian Hill at The Complete Combatant. That's thecompletecombatant.com and the major bill as, as always. Until we see you next week, please, please, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. Remember, keep your head on a swivel. The Keltec PMR30 
is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com.